0: I never, ever thought that I would find myself at 32 years old without kids. We
1: swam from Alcatraz to San Francisco, and neither one of us are swimmers. It was
0: definitely, like, the scariest thing that I've done. How
1: many times have you had to bribe people? In Mexico, there's random police stops for no Um. reason. He was going to, like, take me to the police station, and it was going to be all this stuff. And then there was kind of, like, this moment of pause. You know what this is. I know what this is. Here's a 20. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We had, like, no food or water. Oh, it was all on us.
1: Rain would bring all these crabs out of the ground. Thousands would come out at night. You were literally just crawling over us while we were no. sleeping.
0: I had a worm that came out of my butt, and it was still alive.
2: Thank you to AG1 for sponsoring this episode of the Unplanned Podcast. What's,
0: What's up, dudes?
2: Hey. And welcome back to the Unplanned Podcast. Hey. Yay. Wow, the energy in this
3: room.
0: I <laughs> love it.
2: Kara and Nate, welcome to the Unplanned
3: Podcast. Thanks we're so happy you're here. So we're cool very excited. to meet you guys and to have you on.
2: Kara and Nate were just in Singapore, right? Yes. And and they just got done spending four days with the, oh my gosh, I'm going to butcher the name, the
0: Mentawai the
2: Menta-wise, Mentawise tribe yes. in Indonesia or of Indonesia. Yes. Incredible. You guys when did are, you
3: guys land from Asia? Like
1: three days What's ago. What's today? Oh, okay. Yeah, we flew the world's longest nonstop flight. So that's Singapore to New York. It's 19 hours. Holy cow! So our bodies, and then we were in Central Time, and now we've moved to West Coast Time.
2: I
3: don't always look this tired. Actually, <laughs> I do. I do. Always that look would this send tired. me into labor at this point. <laughs> and you guys have 19 been 19 hours.
2: You've been to over 100 countries, 39 of the 50 states. You lived out of a van for two years, documenting all of this on YouTube. How did all this get started?
1: <laughs> it started with saving up uh, $35,000 to go travel for one year. Whoa. That was the plan. Whoa. The plan was never to start a YouTube channel and make this our career. And I Whoa. think that's the only reason that it worked Yes. is because that wasn't the goal. Because if that would have been the goal, it was, It all happened so slowly that I think we would have just gotten frustrated and given up. Whoa. The
0: travel was our number one priority. Like We just wanted to see as much of the world as possible. And that was above all else. Like, YouTube was so secondary. And I also think that's why it worked because, like, YouTube just kind of came naturally. Like, with it, we were so pumped about what we were doing that, like, we wanted to film everything. Now I feel like there's been a shift, and like, making videos and telling stories is that new challenge. Like, travel has become more just our normal life. Yeah. It's crazy to say, but like, that just kind of is what we do now it's it's not as like oh my gosh we're traveling this is crazy like let's get the camera out so it's like before the challenge was like figuring out how to travel without any money and yeah. now it's like how do we tell the best story wow so it's really shifted like our journey's been crazy but it's and been do awesome
2: you, do you guys own a home like do you actually have a house anywhere
1: we have been
0: the closest the the
1: closest thing we have to a house is the van that's sitting in my parents driveway
0: (laughs) wait
2: wait, no way so like literally no house no apartment nothing like you literally don't so where do
1: you keep all your stuff
0: it's spread out across the country
1: (laughs) so we when we originally left the plan was to be gone for a year so we broke our apartment lease and put our stuff in storage okay and so we had a storage unit for like five years My uncle owned the storage unit, so we weren't paying for it. Or I think we would have ripped the bandaid off sooner. But last (laughs) year, my parents were like, you don't want any of this stuff in here. It's taking up space. And they literally just opened our storage unit up and had a garage sale. So (gasps) all like, (laughs) we have a closet at my parents' house and a van that we have some stuff in. And that's pretty much all the stuff we have. It
0: was kind of sad though because we got married in 2013. Okay. And obviously, when you get married, you have showers, you get all these new gifts. Like, yeah, we had all this stuff, some things that weren't even opened yet, like unopened wedding gifts in that storage unit. And we left two years later. And so, all that stuff was just sitting there gathering dust and had like mice poop on it and all this crap stuff. But, like, all that stuff just got sold for like nothing and we'll never see it again. But, Yeah, our priorities just changed. Like, for the longest time, we thought we were going to come home. We were going to have a normal life. Of course, we're going to keep all of this in storage. Otherwise, like, if we'd have known it was going to turn out this way, we just would have sold it all at the very beginning. But That's a crazy
3: idea to, like, travel the world for an entire year. Like, whose idea was that? The root
0: of all of our adventures is Nate. Like, I just kind of am along for the ride and got really lucky with who I married. But when we got married in 2013, we had never traveled. Like... I had been to the beach in Florida, like we grew up in Nashville, I had been to Canada like once, and that was about it. Like travel was not a part of our lives, but we really wanted to go on a cool honeymoon, but we didn't have any money, we were fresh out of college, so Nate was in charge of the honeymoon, do you want to tell your portion (laughs) of that?
1: Do you know what Groupon is? I feel
0: yeah. like you yeah. might be too My young. Yeah. My mom
2: loves deals, and she okay. gets Groupon's for
1: Midwest everything. Midwest moms love Groupon. Yeah. So, so, like around, <laughs> it's
0: like your Midwest mom. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Around yeah. the time of our honeymoon, Groupon was like at its peak, and so I booked our honeymoon on Groupon, nice. which was definitely a risk because I booked this private island in Belize. So, had it have not been good, it would have been horrible because we would have been stuck on this terrible private island. But it was actually incredible. Like the Whoa. the Groupon part of it worked out. Shout out Um, to Groupon. Shout out to Groupon. I don't (laughs) even know if it's still a website. (laughs) But I, it was like the first international trip I'd ever booked myself and I booked it wrong. So we got kicked off a day early. Like the day we thought was before our last day. They were like, so you're leaving the Island this morning. And we were like, no, no. Where are we going to go? We were terrified. But it was full. So we we couldn't stay. So we literally got kicked off the Island. Oh my gosh. So we booked a hotel at the like port town that okay. left off, which was not the island that we had been on. Yeah. Very different. I remember we we checked in, and they handed us a can of bug spray. And that was like, there, there will be bugs in your room. This is our solution. Here's, here's your can of bug spray. <laughs> oh and God. we had just come from this beautiful, all-inclusive island. But that night, there just happened to be this like lobster festival in town. And we went out and explored the local town. And that was one of the best days of our entire honeymoon. And I Whoa. think that planted a seed for... Whoa. It was really cool getting to see local life in this country. Let's start to do some more of it. And also when we when I planned our honeymoon, I was like just figuring out how we could do it as cheap as possible, totally. and I discovered uh, credit card miles and points. And so I signed up for a first travel credit card and used that credit card to get a free flight, and then that hooked me and that was like my hobby for the next 3 years was how can we sign up for these cards and work the system and get a bunch of points. And so the first two years we were married, we traveled to 13 different countries using miles and points and just like working the system.
3: See, Matt doesn't act like he doesn't care about points or the travel miles and look at them, 13 Ah, countries on that. You just need to do it right, you were obsessed. He gives people grief for it, he really does.
0: No, it was, like, a full-time hobby. Like, we both had full-time jobs at the time. But, like, as soon as I would get home from work, Nate worked from our apartment, it was, like, fun work time. And Nate would, like, do all this miles and points research. We would go on dates that were travel hacking dates. Like, we would go sit at, like, Barnes no & and Noble and read travel books. And Nate would, like, Aww. travel I mean, hack. and
1: You used to be able to, like, buy these gift cards and basically, like it was kind of a gray area. I don't think it was illegal, but like you were basically just moving money around in a circle because like when you sign up for a card to get the points, you have to spend like $4,000 or something. Right. Well, we were...
0: We would literally go to Staples on like a Friday night at 8 o'clock and buy these weird reloadable cards and like go home and like do our buy travel gift hacking card
1: day. and then you would use that gift card to pay off your credit card. So like you were literally you just moving me? the money in a circle. <laughs> it was <laughs> wait, crazy wait, okay, time. okay, now I want to do that. We can't do that That was the good old days. You of, can't do yeah, it. No, yeah. They shut be, it down. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. That's so sad. But
0: there are still other ways. Like there are still fun travel hacking things that you can okay. do for dates if you want
1: those trips that we took with those credit card points, we started meeting people on those trips and like coming from Tennessee, nobody took like a year between high school and college to go like a gap year to go figure out what they wanted to do with mm-hmm. their life. Like yeah. it's very common in Europe. Yeah. And we started meeting all these people who were like traveling for six months or traveling for a year. And that's Whoa. kind of like what opened our oh, mind oh, our to minds. this being a possibility. I love that. And so that's ultimately what inspired the year long trip around the world.
2: Okay. Here's my, my question for you. Cause like, I love meeting people from all over the world. I love meeting people who, I don't know, have just like a totally different background. And do, like what you guys mentioned, that that whole sporadic unplanned festival, lobster festival you mm-hmm. said in Belize, that sounds so fun. But then my holdup though is like, I don't know, coming from, I'm, I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri, and some people are like, oh my gosh, St. Louis, it's so dangerous. It's like, St. <laughs> Louis is not dangerous. Like sure, there's dangerous parts, but like- there's it's very, very safe. And I feel like everywhere in the world has that there's always, well, if
3: you know, if you're a, like a resident, you know what to do, where to go yes. where not to go.
2: Exactly. And so like, when I go to other countries, it's not that I'm like scared. I'm just like, I have literally no freaking clue like which parts are the safe parts and which parts are not the safe parts. Mm-hmm. So then how did you feel comfortable? Like, oh, this is let's just go out and like go to this lobster festival. Like, how did you how did you know it was safe? I guess.
0: I think that's kind of the beauty of it is we were just, like, (laughs) so blissfully unaware. Like, we were just so fresh to everything that we were pretty wide-eyed. Like, when we got kicked off our island and went to mainland Belize, like, it is not honeymoon vibes over there. (laughs) And I was like, what is going on? This is a disaster. But then, yeah, I just remember going out to the beach. They had all these, like, lights strung up. And it was only locals. Like, I'm pretty sure we were the only foreigners there. And it was a little intimidating at first just because we'd never been in that scenario before yeah but then yeah we got a cocktail we ate some lobster we made new friends there was music playing and it just made me realize that we're all the same like of course there are places that are sketchier than other places but yeah we have yet to find somewhere that we're not comfortable and don't feel welcomed by the people and yeah I mean I'm sure it's inevitable but yeah, we've gotten pretty lucky. Yeah. yeah I cool. think
1: I'm an eternal optimist. So like in the beginning, yes. I just figured everything would work out. And then that has kind of been our track record up to this point is we have found good people everywhere we've gone. So now there's kind of like, there's something to back up my optimism. So yeah. I think we feel just pretty comfortable in most places. Yeah. That's sweet. I mean, you, you can get a vibe for a place. Like there's definitely, totally. you know, streets we've walked down where we've turned around and been like, that doesn't feel like Yeah, the right area of town that we should be in or you start to walk a little more quickly. But
0: yeah, Nate's also very aware, like we don't just walk around blind and. Yeah, yeah. Just kind See, of I
1: think my street smarts really
2: suck. So like <laughs> I, I'm like I'm sure you guys have really good street smarts. Yeah, mine mine suck. I'm I'm also curious, do you guys speak other
1: languages?
3: Too? Yeah, that was Zero. my question.
0: No. No way. A little None. bit of
1: Spanish, like from high school. So it's not yeah. it's not like we're carrying on conversations, but we've we have some Spanish vocabulary. Okay, for people that have been to over hundred countries, that's impressive. Yeah. To it's not pretty even know sad. to not
2: even know two languages fluently, but just to just do it yeah. with with one. That's that's cool. And yeah, so that.
1: hello and thank you. And then delicious is the third word that we like to learn <laughs> in other countries. That, that gets you a really long way. It makes people smile and just kind of like opens the door. Yeah. Together. I love
2: that. That's
3: really cute.
1: I find myself,
2: we were just in Mexico and like, it's just so fun to be like, oh. hola, ¿cómo estás? No, so here's like, what just, happens. You would <laughs> greet every oh, sorry. server
3: or anyone that we saw, you'd be like, hola, ¿cómo estás? And th- I don't think they were actually convinced that he spoke Spanish, yeah. but enough that they would respond. <laughs> yeah, they in yeah. full of Spanish, like very fast. And then I'd be like,
2: Yeah, no. that's as far as it goes. He'd <laughs> <You> just smile <laughs> like, and be
3: silent. And then
2: yeah. I'm like Ey. They were they were totally testing me. But I really want to learn though. Like yeah. I, I think it'd be so cool to learn a language, especially Spanish, because it opens up like pretty much all of South America. Yeah. So it's That hot. would be
0: my first one I would learn. Yeah. If I was gonna take the time.
1: I think it's a lot easier to go to a country like like somewhere in Asia. Where you don't look like the people, because uh. then you walk up and they just assume you don't speak the language, and you Im- immediately go to like hand motions and gestures and mm-hmm. trying to figure it out, and then like that just works. Like you can communicate so much with just like body language, but it's a lot harder for us in like Western Europe, like in France or something like that, where we could be French, mm-hmm. and so Especially you with your mustache, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I could see it. You-, you walk up, and then it's like they they start speaking to you, and it's like okay. Am I going to let this person waste their breath and keep going? Or do I like rudely stop them of like, I don't speak French. I don't have no clue what you're saying, but you're still talking. So my go to places like that is I just open with hello, just so it's like we don't have I I wouldn't be saying hello if I spoke French. And so it's just like, let's go ahead and just establish this right now. And we'll immediately go to hand gestures. Yeah. Yeah,
3: that's probably a
0: good bet.
2: How did you guys meet by the way like what's your what's your love story to do all of this travel together I'm, I'm curious how you guys met and what, what that story looks like.
0: we met in high school No way. Sweet. So Nate asked me to prom in 2007. Aww. And I said yes, I was a sophomore he was a senior. He was about to go to college and I was like the fun one in high school like I'd never wanted to be tied down in a relationship. Knew Nate was going to college, but also had to say yes to go to prom because he was like a because really she was hot a senior and it was and her opportunity to go to prom. <laughs> yeah. You were a sophomore. Oh yeah. So prom was amazing. We like I don't want to say fell in love, but like we really liked each other and hung out every single day that summer after prom. But knowing he was leaving, I didn't want to get too attached because mm. I was like, he's going to go to college. There's going to be all these other girls. We're definitely not staying together. I'm not going to have a boyfriend three hours away when like yeah. you know that's no fun um so yeah we tried not to get too attached but also spent the entire summer together and like the <laughs> night before he left, I just like broke down like ah, like I love you and I don't want you to go and I don't want to break up and well, we, we hadn't just, even
1: said we were dating at that point because we were like it would be dumb to date somebody before I go to college yeah, so yeah, we oh, were oh, like oh. The, right before we left it was like we either need to say that we're dating and like try to do this or it, this it was a fun summer.
0: Yeah. So we made that decision to stay together.
1: But I was so convinced that we were going to break up. That I had burned. This is back when you burned CDs. uh, I burned a breakup CD. So, like, I I actually, for some reason, I've had a very easy life. But for some reason, I love, like, the saddest song on every album. Like, usually it's my favorite. But I've never had a reason to, like, really, like, want to feel those sad (laughs) songs. And I was like, this is going to be my moment. We're going to break up. And I'm going to listen to all my favorite sad songs. (laughs) that's hilarious but,
0: but and you didn't never break up. up we no. never broke up no
2: way I know. It, and this was yeah. when this was you had 17 no wait 18 and 16 yeah
0: 18 wow. and 16 and he was three hours away and like I cheered and so every Friday night I had to be at like whatever sports game was happening at my school and so like we really didn't see each other that much like it's not like I could go up to visit him every weekend because I was busy and, and your mom
1: would let you yeah <laughs>
0: My mom was a little protective at the time. Fair
1: enough. Good for her.
0: Um, But yeah, Nate came home every once in a while. And I think that's why it worked for us in the beginning. Like we were kind of forced to have this like, you know, like we just talked on the phone every night. There were no physical distractions for like two whole years, basically. And we really just got to know each other. It would have been so easy to break up because we never would have seen each other again. It would have been like, we're done. Bye. And. Easiest breakup ever. Like, we wouldn't yeah. run into each other. Like, we would have just been completely separate. Um, and there was just no pressure. Like, it's Nate wasn't jealous. <laughs> <laughs> we just
1: didn't put any pressure on it and stuck with it long enough that it eventually worked. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: yeah. And then I ended up coming to the same college once I finished high school and... We got married right after.
2: Did you guys get married in college? Or no, right after.
0: after. Oh, right, right after, after. yeah. Ah. So I graduated in 2013 in May, and we got married in June.
2: See, we we broke the mold and made, made our family mad by getting married in college. Oh, you did? <laughs> My brother did <does> the same. <laughs> no, they came around. They they were happy for us, and everyone, at, at first, they were like, whoa, what the freak are you doing? And then they, they were like, okay, this is this is good. Yeah. We, we support this.
0: Oh <laughs> do you have any, when, when like... When you know,
1: you know. Yeah, I, exactly,
2: yeah. Like,
0: looking back, do you feel like that was crazy, or are you glad you did it?
3: I'm so glad we did
0: it. It is crazy though. Like, I was engaged
3: at 19. I think about that now, (laughs) and I'm like, that is why my parents had a heart attack. Like, of course, Mm -hmm. that's definitely not for everybody, and that doesn't always work out like that. So, I love it. Wild.
2: So, you guys get married, and then you said it was two years after you got married that you started. Or wait, I'm sorry. How many years after you got married was it that you you sent it and did a hundred countries or started the journey to a hundred countries?
0: About two years later. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We were actually so almost exactly two years after we got married, we were sitting at a Dairy Queen because we had a coupon, a buy one get one free coupon for a Blizzard. You guys are just I like us. I was
1: so cheap. We had no money. <laughs> That's me too, yeah. dude.
0: I was a preschool teacher and Nate Cute. like was attempting to start businesses from the spare bedroom of our apartment. Like <laughs> She's we not going were not so well. <laughs> <laughs> So like in the winter time, Dairy Queen would give you these buy one, get one free Blizzard coupons because who wants to eat ice cream in the middle of the winter? So we were sitting at Dairy Queen. We were eating our cold ice cream like bundled up. We had like just finished up a couple trips like to the other side of the world where we were meeting these people doing these big trips and we were like, what if we did a big trip? Like what if we just decided like one year, put everything on hold and like let's just see as much as we can. Like let's save every penny Every mile and point that we can, let's go on all the travel hacking dates and just do it. Like before life gets too crazy, we're going to come back, we'll have kids, everything will go back to normal, but like, let's do this. And so we picked a date that night. We were like, one year from now, we're leaving and we're going to travel for a year and we're going to start telling people. And that was like the biggest decision we've ever made.
1: Yeah. I think telling people was the big thing. Like that made it real because once you start telling a bunch of people that you're going to leave and travel for a year, it's yeah. a lot harder to back out. Right. Wow. Yeah. I
2: feel and like then we left the
0: next And January. you did it. yeah. yeah. You,
1: you guys telling me that,
2: like that was the same same exact energy we had when we were like,
0: We're moving to Hawaii.
2: We're like, TikTok is our job. And YouTube is our job. We can do this anywhere. We should move to Hawaii. Like that was like the same yes. energy. Yeah. Um, but a challenge that we faced was like finding community. We didn't like really mm. know anybody other than mm. some people we knew from social media. How did you guys have community when you're traveling the whole entire world?
0: Mm-hmm honestly, I don't think we've slowed down enough to feel the lack of physical community like we have just been going a thousand miles an hour since January of 2016. Wow and the first four years we had this goal of going to a hundred countries which was just full on and we were just having the time of our lives and in the back of our minds it was like we're gonna go home. We're going to plug right back into our community. Yeah. You know, like it didn't feel like a permanent thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Then we went to our 100th country, came home right before the pandemic. Like literally. January 2020, we were like, (laughs) we did it. What do we do now? And then it was like, nothing. (laughs) Pandemic. Um, So we were kind of forced to slow down for the first time. But we were back in the U.S., we had made some other YouTuber friends at that point that we could really relate to. Thankfully, like I do think that was a huge part in us feeling less lonely during the craziness of 2020 and 2021. Um, but yeah, we have a very strong digital community uh, now.
2: So FaceTime, like, do you guys FaceTime your parents every week or yes. siblings or how? Uh,
1: how do you stay connected with people when you're traveling? It's not scheduled. Yeah, I, I think honestly, I think we're really bad at it. Like, I think we move so fast and we have each other that, yeah, we just haven't really felt the lack of community. Like, it's almost like
0: we don't have the capacity to even have a community. And that sounds really sad. I think one day, like, we will slow (laughs) down and, like, have more, like, deep connections with people. Yeah. I really like, as cheesy as it sounds, like we have each other, and I don't know what we would do (laughs) without each other. Truly. I don't know how anyone does it alone. Like, if I was doing this alone, it would have been over a long time ago. Like, it is the only reason we are still able to live this life is because we're able to do it together and, like, Mm -hmm. split the roles. When I'm feeling down, Nate picks up the slack, vice versa. The other day, I was, like, fully out of it, slept for 24 hours, and Nate literally went out and filmed an entire video. By kind of makes
1: me sound bad, but no,
0: you were just no, going to lay
2: in bed all day. Happened yeah. to be your anniversary, you know, <laughs> your 10-year ten, <your> ten <laughs> T- anniversary. Years. <laughs> I'm going to go film this
1: video. You lay in bed all day.
3: <laughs> it was all I wanted. Something I really like about your videos is, like, they have, like, definitely an educational aspect. Like, you do a bunch of history and, like, geography, like, tied in there. Thank you. Like, do you have a team that's doing research oh. for you? Or you as the team,
0: the research team? We have finally created a team that... Like, helps us hit all of those parts. Like, we haven't always had like cool map animations or like history Mm. lessons. Like, it was all we could do just to like film the video, but we do have help now. Like, we have somebody helping Nate plan the videos. We have very defined roles. So, Nate does all of the planning and booking, and I do all of the like post production. Wow. So, like, Nate holds the camera, he makes all the decisions on like where we're going, when we're getting there, and what we're filming. And then, like, everything after that is me. Kara
1: pretty much just shows up every day, and she's like, what are we doing today? What (laughs) what country are we going to? Literally. She's been down for pretty much anything for the last seven years. You guys make a good
2: team.
3: uh, Yeah, it sounds like you're a planner, I think that's
1: why it worked in the beginning, because it wasn't hard, because we both fell into roles that we enjoyed. And I think had one of us been forcing ourselves to do something that we didn't enjoy doing, Because this wasn't like our life goal wasn't to be YouTubers. Yeah. And but because Kara enjoyed the editing aspect of it and kind of like the posting on social media and I enjoyed the travel planning and the business side of things, we just naturally fell into those Mm. roles. And so it just felt easy. Mm -hmm. Does working with your spouse ever get tough, though? Because like
2: you're it's not like you can leave the office, go home (laughs) and then talk talk crap about your coworker to your spouse because your spouse is your coworker.
0: We still do that. that. I think not only is it
1: hard working with your spouse, but working with your spouse in a creative way because there's no right or wrong, right? It's all black and white and gray. And so what you think the video should be or what you think the video should be, it's not right or wrong. It's just your preference versus her preference.
0: And And we could not be more creatively opposite. That's so so opposite in every way.
1: Kara may have succeeded without me, but there's no way I would have succeeded without Kara because I tried to like suck all of the personality out of our videos. I like love cinematics. I love uh, like, I didn't realize this until it became a trend, but like me and Wes Anderson have very similar eyes oh, for yeah. like, I love like a nice straight lined up shot. I want the, the lighting to be good. To the where he'll ruin
0: a moment. He uh. will ruin a moment because the lighting wasn't good. And I'm like, we will never recreate that because you just ruined it and no. now it's going to be planned and I'll get so mad and then I'm so worked up that I can't even be on camera anymore because I'm like, I'm mad at you. I'm not going to redo that just because the light was flickering. That was your fault. That was- and now that moment is past, and this is where it gets hard.
2: Well, so as a creator myself, I noticed you guys did a very good job of capturing the moment of you guys... Going out of the shoulder of Christ the Redeemer mm. in Rio de Janeiro, I was watching uh. that video and I'm like, "Wow, you guys must have had like a plan to capture, have a camera somewhere else. I don't know if it was a drone or where you had the camera, but you guys come out of of the top of the the statue, and it's just like, wow, and 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 the moment was really cool. How did you mm. how did you capture that moment in that video?
0: There was a lot of pressure on that. <laughs> like, anytime there's like a one take, like this is only happening once, it's very stressful because. Yeah. Nate loves to plan things out, redo things if they don't go well, drives me nuts. I love one time, like, I'm like, let's do this, let's not plan anything, then it gets weird. That's Abby. Yeah. So we just discovered this camera, it's called an Insta360. Have you ever used one? I've heard of it. So, like, we had used a few, like, versions of, like, 360 cameras in the past, didn't love them. It's too much of a pain to edit. Yeah, it was a lot of work to edit. We didn't really find where it fit in our flow of filming things. And so we just decided, like, we don't use those cameras. Yeah. Then last summer, we were hanging out with our friend Louie. And he had one. And he was like, oh, check this out. And I think he, like, went underwater with it. I can't remember what it. Oh, no, we were riding those E-foils. You know oh, those crazy, like, I floating I want to one of those
1: so oh. bad. they're oh, so fun.
0: They're so, so crazy. Fun. It looks oh. so difficult.
1: Very, uh, yes. there's a high learning curve. Really? But it's so fun once you get it. Yeah. Anyway, he had
0: one of those, we were in the Mediterranean, he was making these epic videos and he was showing us on his phone how easy it was to edit and we were like, we gotta get one of these. And now it's like become a a staple staple in our, in our camera uh, Setup like yeah. we don't make a video without it anymore but
2: the camera but, was like really far away though yes. so then how did you get it out so you on put the it statue? on this pole
0: and you go like this and it can be like 10 feet away and it's filming everything so there's really no like oh let me get the framing the right somehow you just hold it and it's capturing everything and so for moments Stop. that like that that you can't like recreate it's a really great tool because That's incredible you like can't miss the shot like it's just the post editing that you have to do
2: and you had a drone flying around you guys too right we did
0: end up putting the drone up that's right yeah
1: we thankfully that was like a bit we we did get the moment that we like popped out of the arm and kind of had that first like moment of like wow we're here and that was very like that was real none of that was redone but we did have like an hour up there so we were able to shoot 360 camera um talking to camera fly the drone like yeah we got there an hour before it opened and had like the whole place to ourselves. it was just
0: how did you surreal. work that out? Honestly, uh, we got so lucky.
1: A hefty donation to someone. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm allowed to say.
0: <laughs> it, took, sounds- it took it. We are That's required to say that you cannot recreate this experience, and we really are just very lucky. Yeah,
1: but we it t- also it took donated. a lot of convincing to be That's hilarious. really cool. Whoa. But that so was like the culmination of visiting all seven wonders of the world, and so yes. we wanted it to be
2: yes. special.
0: Yeah. That's, That's epic. That was, I yeah. mean, that really is.
2: Yeah. Which, which one's your favorite of, of the seven wonders of the world? <sighs>
0: I mean, you really can't beat getting that experience, like knowing that that's literally once in a lifetime and like so rare. But we really, like that whole video, we realized how special each of our experiences were at all Mm. seven because somehow we had found ourselves like alone at majority of them.
1: Yeah, we didn't like intentionally go to all seven wonders of the world. We we intentionally went to a hundred countries and in doing so – happened to just like visit most of them so most of them was like we're here in rome we might as well go to the coliseum you know Mm -hmm. i see all these news articles about like the happiest
2: country in the world or like the the country with the nicest people in the world i feel like you guys are the right people to ask Mm. okay Mm. which country has the nice people and or the Mm -hmm. nicest people and which country has the happiest people would you say
0: yeah We've found that the countries that get the least amount of tourists are always the nicest. Wow. Mm. Because they haven't been like jaded. Um. You know, like they haven't been overrun, they're not like yeah. tired of tourists. If you, you encounter yeah, or yeah. like if
1: you live in Rome and you see a tourist, well, there's going to be a hundred more past you that day. Yeah. You can't go out of your way to do something special for every tourist mm-hmm. that you see. Totally. But in 2019, we went to uh, Kurdistan in the oh, north, of, in the north of Iraq, oh. and so they rarely get tourists. I've and never it experienced like, anything like that. Everyone we met on the street was just like so happy that we were there visiting their country. Wow. And
0: we're like giving us food, like literally just like baking bread and then giving it to us, not trying to sell us a single thing. What? No one could speak English. We would just sit on the sidewalk with these local people and like talk with our hands and laugh and drink tea and I've never felt so welcomed in a place in my entire life. That's sweet. That's it was the most beautiful thing, and you know they had no agenda. Like they just wanted us to feel welcomed. And <sighs> the best thing that happened on that trip, we had like a tour guide driving us around, and you could go up into the mountains and see all these crazy ruins and like Saddam Hussein's house, like and, palace that had been yes, bombed. Whoa. All oh kinds of gosh. crazy stuff. We ended up getting stuck in a snowstorm with this what? guy. So we pull over on the side of the road. He's like, we can't go any further. It's snowing too hard. It's not safe. And we're like on the side of a cliff. This huge tour bus of like they'd Iraqi from, people.
1: Yeah, they come from Baghdad in the south where it's a lot warmer. So they never see snow. And they actually come not to see Saddam Hussein's palace, but just to see snow.
0: Yep. So they pull <laughs> okay. up behind us. They had to stop too because the bus couldn't go any further. Yeah. And they pull out this huge pot and like start a fire and start making this like bean stew. Okay. We find ourselves having this like dinner party on the side of the road with all these Iraqi people eating beans and we were all just laughing and like not communicating with words whatsoever, but just had the best time had and a it was snowball
1: just, fight. We had a snowball fight. It was like yeah. what is our life right now? Like we're in Iraq having a snow a snowball fight right below Saddam Hussein's palace. But it was just And that's
0: just the last place I ever would have expected to say like we're the nicest people in the world, but they truly are. And I really do think it's because they don't get tourists often. So when they do see tourists, they all they want is for us to have a positive experience and it was the best thing.
2: I'm literally like getting chills over here, like about, <laughs> about to tear up. That's so, that's so special.
0: Really
3: yeah, that's special. really cool. Going to all these different countries and experiencing all these different cultures, like how have you guys been able to like remain culturally sensitive and like appropriate in yes, like, your content?
2: Especially as people online because I feel like it's so easy to make a mistake that you're not aware of that could be something sensitive to a certain culture. How do you, how do you navigate that?
0: Yeah, I will say it's, it's scarier now than it used to be. Like, our first several years on YouTube, we were just so, like, kids, clueless. Kids from
1: Tennessee having no yeah. clue. Like, yeah,
0: I mean, we genuinely, like, we probably did say embarrassing things in some of our yeah. past videos. And we probably did say something that was offensive unintentionally. Like, sometimes yeah. I look back and I'm like, I can't believe we got away with saying that. Yeah. But like, or
1: just going in and being like, ooh, this is gross. Like, yes. we would oh. not do that now. Yes. Yeah. But, but I
0: would do that all the time. In our old videos. Yeah. And I didn't think anything of it because we weren't, we didn't have as many people watching. And, totally. you know, we were making videos for like our parents. It wasn't like we were trying to be influencers. And uh-huh. yeah. so we were brutally honest a lot of the time. But <laughs> it just wasn't before. really a thing. Like, cancel culture didn't really exist.
1: Yeah. Like, well, 10 years ago. I feel like also we grew pretty slow, right? So we've been doing this for seven and a half years now. Okay. And so it's just kind of, there was never really a time where something went viral that just really like, our channel mm-hmm. and so i think we kind of like slowly learned which was looking back like in the beginning would i have loved a viral video yes but i don't think we were ready for it and yeah. i think it actually would have hurt us more but it was like our audience just slowly grew and as you start to get more people watching your content you start to get more feedback on it and so mm-hmm. i think we just kind of like have slowly learned over time like and not to say we won't mess up because yeah. we probably yeah. will but
0: yeah. I do think it is just naturally easier for us now to be just aware of yeah, yeah. what's appropriate and how not to offend anyone. And in a way, it's kind of sad because I probably would like to be a little more honest sometimes, but yeah. people are scary.
2: Yeah. People are <laughs> no, can- mean. cancel culture is scary. I They're mean, so
0: mean. Yeah. Like, there's so many amazing people who watch our videos, and oh. I'm so thankful for the audience that we have now. Like, I love reading messages and comments. Mm -hmm. like it is one of my favorite things to do like maybe it's not like the healthiest thing to do like people say like you shouldn't read the comments but like ours are great and i love them but there are a handful of ones that made me sad and they're just always going to be there and yeah we just do our best not to offend anyone have mm-hmm. you ever had any
2: any incidents where maybe you did something that your audience didn't like, or have you almost been canceled before? Is there, has there been something like that that you've ever experienced? Because I know a lot of creators, us included, mm. like go go through that uh, mm-hmm. at some point.
0: Yes, <laughs> I think the day yes, that we, we thought
1: our channel was ending was <gasps> at the end of 2019, after we had hit 100 countries. Okay, like this should have been. The biggest celebration of our channel because that's what we had been working towards on our channel for the last four years. Yes, it, um,
3: it's incredible. Like a that,
1: hundred—that's
2: insane. Yeah, yeah. that, that, that is insane. Could we do that? Do you think we could even do fifty?
0: I think we would kill each other.
2: I would love to do. I <laughs> know. Oh, I want to. I think we could do fifty. We
0: got babies.
3: We can.
2: We can bring the babies.
0: Back. Okay. Abby's tired. Just give her a minute. <laughs> okay? Ab- Abby I'm needs tired. like a
2: rest year or two
0: yes. or
1: yeah. three, maybe. Yes. I don't know. <laughs>
2: anyway, anyway, sorry to interrupt well, you. <laughs> revisit this conversation next
0: yeah. time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So we wanted to do something special for hitting our hundredth country, and so I, I need to give you a little bit of backstory as to why this may have been so frustrating for our audience. So yeah. we let our audience vote on which country should be our hundredth, oh. and they chose Fiji, which was amazing. Very nice oh, thank them. you, everyone. No. <laughs> My mom was like, "What if they choose Afghanistan?" And I was like, "Sweet, like a good reason to go to." Yeah, yeah. But, I know mean, it was
0: off limits, or we yeah. would have let people vote. But yeah, we had a list of like. Ninety seven countries that we hadn't been wow. to. And
1: Whoa. that was
0: what people chose. So we were pumped.
1: But we kept it a secret. And so we didn't tell anybody. And then we decided we were gonna film a not a documentary of yeah. our hundred country journey, basically just like an hour long YouTube video, kind of okay. like wrapping up our journey over the last four years that had led us to go to hundred countries. Wow. And the plan was not to stick Fiji at that like announcement that Fiji was our hundredth country at the end of the documentary. But at the last minute, we were like, what a better climax, culmination for this video than announcing our 100th country at the end of it. Mm -hmm. And... And just
0: keep in mind, like, we have no idea what we're doing.
1: Totally making it We
0: completely made up everything we've ever done on YouTube. You know, we're just figuring it out as we go. Like, we're not filmmakers. We're not storytellers. Like, literally, we're just two kids from Tennessee who found themselves with a YouTube channel and getting this crazy opportunity to travel the world. Like, we were so happy, but literally had no idea what we were doing. and put very little strategic thought into... This decision, like yeah. it was like, okay, how in the world do we make this vlog different from the other eight hundred that we've made the last? Yeah. Five years? I don't really see the issue yet. Yeah, well, we're not there we're yet. Oh, so, oh. we're getting so, to it. So, so we, Kara
1: spent a month editing this video, basically, wow. Wow. and we had been posting three videos a week up to that point. So okay. we had sacrificed like a ton of videos to be able to do this one. Like, I didn't one. sleep
0: for a month. We edited all day, every single day. Like oh my gosh. I was exhausted, which meant I was very emotional as oh. well. Which will play a part.
1: I... So no. the guys <laughs> from Yes Theory okay. had done a Yes um a, a documentary and they had done a pay what you want model for the okay. documentary. So they had released it and you could pay anywhere from like a $1 dollar to a hundred dollars to watch this video early. Oh cool. And we were like, that's a seems like a cool way. To do this yeah. because Kara spent a month of editing time on this. It's been a sacrifice for us, you know, and, well,
0: and we were excited about it and we we're like, we could do more stuff like this. Like if this goes well and we can do this pay what you want model to make up for the time that we weren't doing anything else because I was busy with this video, then like we could do more stuff like this in the future.
2: Totally. Because
0: like, how cool is it to do like, I don't know, like a bigger project and we've been doing these little daily vlogs Yeah. for all the, all these years and all of a sudden it was like okay we're gonna make a documentary and this is cool and maybe this is the beginning of our new career of like filmmaking and we had a lot of excitement behind it and it just made it feel different and like a finale of this journey that we had been on
1: but at the last second, we tacked on like the secret that was we went to Fiji for our 100th country. And then we made a video announcing this like pay what you want model. We said, we're going to release it on YouTube for free eventually. But like, if you want to watch it right now, here it is. And mm-hmm. putting it behind a paywall, you would have thought we asked for people's firstborn child. <laughs> like, it so, was.
0: I hit upload and then we drove. From my parents' house to Nate's parents' house, which is okay. about six and a half minutes. Okay. So we get to his house and, like, check the video that we had just uploaded. And it already had, like, all these views and comments of the worst. No. The worst things that people have ever said. And I was so confused. You're like, I've worked no. so hard on this. I immediately, like, fell on the ground in tears. Like, we've just ruined everything we've ever done. Like, Four years down the drain, yeah. our audience hates us. We should have never charged. But at the same time, we still were confused because we said, we're going to post this for free, but this is just our way of well, justifying. Well, and they could pay a dollar, right? Yeah. Yes. I, I think. I'm or, still very confused look, Looking by it back
1: all. for sure, we made, like the way we communicated it, the expectations were completely off. Like we did a horrible job because oh. we were just making it up. Like, and yeah. this, it, the whole project turned into way more than we thought it would yeah. be. We were just trying to get it out there by the end. And we had never said we're going to do a documentary. We had never said that's where we're going to announce Fiji. We had never said anybody was going to have to pay for it. And then we just released this video with like all this information at once. And I think what happened was we felt like we've made 800 videos of free content for all of these people. And so like we didn't see anything wrong with asking for a dollar if they wanted to watch it early. But all of these people felt like they were the reason and mm. to, to their defense, they were as well. Like, without people watching the videos, we never would have been able to go to 100 countries. And so I think they almost felt like we owed this video to uh, them, and then we charged for it, and it was manipulative. Gotcha. And um, How It did was Ye- a
0: very big buzzkill.
1: How did Yes Theory do it without getting... I, I think it was the communication.
0: Yeah. And oh. it wasn't
1: the culmination of four years of their channel. Either. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense.
0: Well,
3: we see that all the time. Even if we post an ad on something, it's like, oh, oh. my gosh, I used to like you. Now you're just money hungry. It's like, we've posted a thousand totally free videos yeah. constantly. Yeah, And it's like, this is how you're able to continue making videos that are free is because every once in a while you have to make money doing what you're doing. And so. I think
2: like big corporations or like traditional media companies have like, they have like a team of 50 people to fill every role. And so they're aware of like, oh, we should be careful how we communicate this. Like mm-hmm. pay, pay, how what is it called? The pay what you want. The pay what you want model. Uh, because they're like, oh, because if we don't communicate it, it, people could be mad. And so you guys just like, we're like, oh, we'll just let them know real fast. And yeah, yeah. this will be our biggest video ever. <laughs> yeah. And and you had no idea what was coming. Um so I'm, I'm so sorry that happened to you guys. That's not that's not fun to deal with.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it was going to happen eventually. Like, I don't think you can do what we do and not mess up. Thank
2: you to AG1 for sponsoring this episode of the Unplanned Podcast. AG1 is a daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. I've been drinking AG1 in the mornings before my workout, and it's fit very nicely into my routine. I like the way that it makes me feel. It just feels healthy and feels good. And my brother also wanted to try it. So I got him a bag. We've heard about AG1 through a lot of other podcasts that have mentioned it. And it's been cool to try it out finally for myself.
3: Yeah, I think the reason it's making you feel better is because as I looked more into AG1, it's a nutrient replenishment. And it also supports overall gut health because there's prebiotics, probiotics, plant based enzymes in there to support digestion, regularity and overall gut health.
2: I kind of think about it like I approach eating vegetables, like something that I'll do often is eat a whole entire bag of peas. Oh gosh. I love to eat a whole bag of peas. I hate
3: when you do this.
2: Or a whole entire bag of broccoli, like frozen. You just like microwave it and it's like, boom. And then you just eat it. And I just feel good after I do that. But luckily, AG1 tastes like way better than um, vegetables. And it doesn't
3: smell like farts.
2: Drinking it in the mornings has been, has been awesome because it actually, it tastes, tastes better. It doesn't taste like farts doesn't smell like farts.
3: <laughs> if you want to take ownership <laughs> of your health, try AG1 and get one year free supply of vitamin D plus five free AG1 travel packs. Go to drinkag1.com unplanned. That's drinkag1.com unplanned. Check it out.
2: I didn't know that we were giving all that away for free. That's pretty cool.
0: Well, it's AG1's doing it. It's ah, not thank us. Thank
2: you. Thank you, AG1.
0: Thankfully, I feel like it went away pretty quickly. Like, Nate posted a photo of me very upset. And I think... That kind of helped some people understand that like this wasn't just a vlog that we were just like making you pay for for no reason. It was like a bigger thing for me. And I also think we realized it was our fault in a way and like that kind of helped us get through it. But yeah, we also kind of set us up for that response by sharing very openly our financials for four four years. years So, wow. like, Nate has always been, like, the business guy and, like, loves numbers and loves business and, wow. like, had tried to start multiple businesses before YouTube. And then YouTube ended up being the business that worked, even though that was supposed to be the fun, like, side project. Yeah. Um, but, like, he's always had this, like, business mind towards it. And I'm just – that is so not me. But, like, year one, Nate was like, we should start an email list. And I was like, an email list? Who does that? Like, (laughs) Nate, it's like 2018. Like, we don't, people don't email anymore. But like, Nate started an email list. And that turned out to be this very valuable thing. Like, you know, he's really smart is what I'm trying to say.
2: Wow. Wow. And
0: he's a huge part Mm -hmm. of why we get to do what we do. But also in the midst of that, he started keeping track of every single penny that we spent and made from the beginning. So in the beginning, it was like losing money, losing money, losing money, losing, like every month.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: Then
0: we started making money. That's
1: cool. Can, can I ahead. give just a little bit of like yeah, the motivation yeah, behind that? Yeah. I followed a guy who did this for his blog, like when oh. he was like building a website and trying to turn that into a business. And I found that really inspiring. And so six months into our first year of full-time travel, we decided like this YouTube thing's cool. We're loving full-time travel. Let's see if we can extend how long we travel by trying to turn YouTube into a business. Yeah. And so when we made that decision, I also decided to document it through these income and expense reports of this is how much we're spending now we're losing money every month but follow our journey as we try to like start making money from this so we can continue to travel that was kind yeah. of like the motivation behind it and i never thought we would end up making good money from it and so as we drew closer to the end we we hit a million subscribers in our hundredth country like the timing of that just could not have been like Finishing our goal of 100 countries and hitting a million subscribers at the same time was just mind-blowing. It's like the
0: pinnacle of our lives. Like We're like, it doesn't get any better than Mm. this.
1: But so we had started to make good money, and I was still publishing these income and expense reports. Ah, okay. Um, And so I think people saw that we were making money, and then we also did the pay what you want thing, and they were like, how Ah. could you want more? And it was like, did we want more? yes but also like we had sacrificed in other areas totally. to be able to pull together this month-long documentary well, i mean could, we could have done it for free and the business yeah. wouldn't have gone bankrupt well, but we were making sacrifices what people don't
2: realize is like you guys grinded for how long like you guys grinded for a very long time yeah. trying to make this work losing money as a business and mm-hmm. the hopes that it would turn into a profitable business and then it did so like you took on this major risk and i feel like that's your reward for taking on that risk but I, it's funny you mentioned that because I was looking at your website and I saw all those reports. I was like, "Wow, this is really cool that they like." He
0: loves finance. Stuff. I, I like, do. He it was a finance major. Yeah, <laughs> okay. and we loved getting to share it. Like we loved how transparent we could be, and it was just so cool because anytime somebody would like say something about how weird it was that we were sharing how much money we were making, we would uh, just point them to those first ones where we were losing. Like we didn't have any money for a really yeah. long time, and like how inspiring to get to share mm-hmm. that. Like you can go from here to here if you just stick with it long enough and it just came back to bite us and it i do feel like that's the one thing like after that whole thing went down with the documentary like that kind of we never recovered from that like we always felt a little sad yeah that our audience reacted that way and that like us being transparent ended up being back a far. negative th- yeah. yeah why that's does
3: it always happen that way
0: with mm-hmm. online
2: I mean that's why people are scared to be transparent, right? Because like you yeah. see the people yeah. that get burned from being transparent, and you're like, oh, I want to hold back. I want to like crawl into a ball and go underneath the rock and never share anything. And so I think like that's probably why people mm-hmm. are are hesitant to share. Um, yeah, that's that's crazy. I'm I wanted to ask you guys. I was I was watching one of your YouTube videos today before we met you guys, by the way. Um, and you mentioned having to bribe the police in Mexico on your, <laughs> was it your honeymoon or like what? It was an early trip in our marriage. Okay.
0: Yeah. So a two year anniversary, I think.
2: And it made me think, I'm like, how many times have you had to bribe people <laughs> to get out of <laughs> sticky situations <laughs> throughout your travels.
0: I can only
1: think of two off the top of my head and both of them have been police officers that have pulled us over while driving. Wait, okay. Once driving a scooter in Thailand. Okay. And then once driving a rental car in Mexico. So the Mexico story is when you rent a car in Mexico, they make a big deal about the insurance okay, because you do have to like buy Mexican insurance on the rental Uh, car or you will get a ticket or stop by the police. We had bought it and I had left the piece of paper in our hotel room, no. so like I knew that we were in the wrong. Like we had done no. it right, but I didn't have the proof. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. and we decided that we would drive because we were cheap from uh, Cancun <laughs> to Chichen Itza. So it's like a three-hour drive, and it takes yeah. you to a bunch yeah. of small towns
2: in we Mexico. We did that,
3: actually. We
1: did. Well, we were on a tour bus.
2: <gasps> we didn't like drive it ourselves. Well, we took
3: a water taxi, and yeah. we had a bus.
1: Yeah,
2: that was really cool.
1: So so we drove, and we learned in Mexico there's these. It's just it doesn't work like the U S right. Like there's, it's not like if you're doing something wrong, you get pulled over. It's just like, there's random police stops for no reason. Yeah. And, uh, we got pulled to the side from one of those. They asked for our insurance. Um, the (laughs) guy, I thankfully had realized that I didn't have the insurance and I don't, I guess I'd read a blog about like, Having to bribe police officers, you probably shouldn't do this. Like, the <laughs> proudest cause, moment. Because I think the more tourists that do it, the more it becomes an expectation. Like uh, you're just creating a problem for more people down the road and rewarding true. the police officers for this. But I had moved all of my money except for like a twenty into my back pocket, and I had a twenty in my front pocket. Like I was kind of prepared for this because I knew there was a chance we were going to get stopped at one of these police stops. Yes, and we didn't have the right paper. That's were well, you freaking
0: out at that, that point? Because
3: I would be like, my guilt would be exposed 100% on
0: the outside. Yeah, I think I was okay. I don't remember it being too crazy.
1: It was almost kind of like this. It was serious and then, you know, he was going to like take me to the police station and it was going to be all this stuff and then there was kind of like this moment of pause where it was both like, you know what this is. I know what this is. It's like, here's a twenty. Yeah, <laughs> it was like, here's my like twenty and my like driver's license. And then after that, it was like he was like slapping me on the back, like we were like best friend, like it had gone exactly how he wanted it to. Oh my
2: gosh. Um, Living in Arizona, Um, yeah, people go to Mexico all the time, and so we've had friends drive that
3: across the border that hmm. that
2: have had to bribe the police with like situations yeah. like that. So that's and the one in Thailand. What happened in Thailand? Uh, We were driving a scooter.
1: We were probably supposed to have some kind of license, and it was the same. And you didn't have the license. Right.
2: Did you have the whole, I'm sorry, did you have the whole, like, money situation figured out with, like, a
1: dollar in your front pocket, too? Oh, my (laughs) gosh. (laughs) That's kind of, like, the go-to now. Like, if we know we're in the wrong doing something, it's just, like, that's We don't break
0: the rules that often.
1: Put what what we think is an acceptable (laughs) amount of money in one pocket and the big stash somewhere else.
3: Good travel hack. Yeah, yeah it really. I was just thinking about the time that we were in. Italy. It was Italy.
1: Oh yeah, this is why I asked the
2: question about like, are there? How do you avoid like dangerous parts of mm. town? Because not that this was we're dangerous. We're suckers. Like we we're just suckers, get things We're suckers. Okay. Happening. They saw they saw us come off the plane. They're like, these are the these dumb Americans. We're going to take advantage of. Oh no. And we we get bought them.
3: the ticket for the whatever it was trolley tram thing. The tram. But yeah. you have to va- like not in the U.S. Like they come around and validate your ticket. Oh yeah. You yeah. have to go in and stick it in. And we had been on this. Tram trolley thing yeah. for
2: you guys have been Italy, sixty right? seconds.
3: Yeah. Sixty seconds, maybe. No, not
2: even sixty seconds. We have
3: our all of our suitcases. I'm like, we 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 have just flown for so long. Ticket, He's like, my ticket's right here. Yeah. And the guy's, like acting like he doesn't speak any English, which I think he actually kind of did. Oh no, no, oh, he no. he
2: spoke English. And he, spoke he English
3: to us. and um he was like, nope, it's not validated. And then he wrote us a fine for what is it like 150 euros? Wow. Yeah, it was like
2: 100, 150, 200 euros for uh, not validating our ticket. And he was yelling at
3: us, like making a huge scene. And so he was like, then they like went over and they were like laughing at us. And we're like, we had just arrived.
2: Like literally. We like, really How are we going to
3: survive here? We were oh. in Italy
2: for literally what? Like an hour. And we had just figured out using. We're like,
3: we have the ticket. We bought it right there. Yeah. That's so, so brutal. Sad. It was yeah. brutal. Did but- you pay
2: it? How do you pay a ticket in Italy? We, ju- we just paid it right then and there. He was like, credit card? And yeah, I'm he like, wanted God, to put the God. credit card yeah. in the machine
0: right there. Oh, geez. He, we, he got you probably us could have left the country without ever paying. Really? Yeah. I feel that- like we sound
3: like we try to like <laughs> bend the rules a lot. We really don't. I know people that have like parking tickets and they're like, I can never go back to Sweden. Because, oh. like, they have, like, a parking ticket that's Really? Out
2: but that happened to us again. Okay, this time it wasn't with the police. Like, we were just trying to buy uh, a, a ticket to get on the subway in Athens. And this, this local girl came over trying to help us. And I was like, no, no, no. It's okay. We're okay. She's like... No she's like really getting her, like getting really uncomfortably close really, to her. Really really I mean, close. And I go to put in a We a, knew
3: she was not being yeah, like
2: I, it seems Honest. Sketchy. Yeah. I put yeah. in a 20 euro bill into the machine and she knew right away that I had done something wrong. It was so going to reject it. She gets in and she like points away and has and her back and grabs her hand. it behind her back. She Out grabbed, of the machine. I can hear her crumple up the, the bill in her hand and put it in her pocket. And that was like what? Our, own, that was our only Right patch. in front of
3: us. But here's the other thing too. Yeah, that was all we had, all to, we get had to get back to the to our cruise ship, ship that's going to leave. Her cruise ship. Oh no. And she also would not leave after that. So she clearly just robbed us right in front of our very eyes. But she wouldn't leave. She's so like she, she so wanted so, actually. so we
2: we were just like she
3: wanted more from us, and we're like, "You got what you needed. Like now, leave." And she was just like, "What?" And that we're like, "Oh my gosh, you literally uh, just robbed us, and now you're not even like what else you she I feel like you've been, want? you've been
1: scammed as many times as we have, really. <laughs>
3: and we've we barely we been anywhere.
1: Like, yeah. Yeah. We've been on two cruises.
3: uh, Unfortunately,
2: (laughs) as
1: a traveler, I do think you become really jaded to people who want to help. Like, we pretty much refuse all unsolicited help, uh, which is sad because, you know, there probably is half of those people are genuinely trying to help, but, like if I need help, I'll go ask somebody. Yeah. And I feel pretty comfortable if I ask somebody that they're not there trying to prey on tourists. But if somebody comes, like, just because you never know and because you hear so many of these stories... yeah Yeah.
2: and it makes me sad though because i know that like there are really good people in all of these countries and and the vast majority of like i just think humans are good i don't know i i just i truly believe that but you get that like one percent those bad apples like the girl Mm -hmm. that stole our money and luckily luckily we didn't know this at the time but our credit card did work to buy i thought we couldn't use our credit card there we were able to get a ticket back to get on our cruise ship but um yeah we were sprinting though we were we did sprint back to the cruise ship and barely got on but um
3: so Stressful. you guys just celebrated 10 years of marriage. Yes. So congratulations. Thank you. Really, I'm sure you guys get asked all the time, like with all your travels, and we did briefly talk about this beforehand. Yeah. So I know you're comfortable talking about it, but yeah. like everyone always asks about kids when you've been married for a while. How would that fit into your travels? Is that something
0: you're planning on? Yeah. Or, Gosh, I never, ever thought that I would find myself at 32 years old without kids. I would be the last person, like, out of my friend group and family back home. Like, everybody is shocked that we don't have kids yet, including me. So when we got married, I was 22, and we decided let's have a few years to ourselves, and then we'll for sure have kids in, like, five years. That five-year mark, we were, like, at the peak of our travel and YouTube career that we never, like, could have dreamed of, and we're like, okay, okay. Let's put this off a little longer. This is kind of a special situation. When we said five years, we didn't realize this is what we were going to be doing, and it's fine. Like, we'll just wait a couple more. This won't last forever. And then we realized, you know, 10 years in, like, maybe this will last forever, and we're going to have to make a hard decision, because my whole life, I thought I would just wake up one day and be ready yeah, and feel like it was time. yeah. And the last couple of years, I've realized that, like, that might not happen, and I am just going to have to decide at some point. And the way that I like process things is just by completely telling myself like, okay, this is what we're going to do. And then seeing how that feels like, it's really hard for me to just like, think about it. Like I have to just be very extreme about it. So last year I was like, okay, I'm just going to say that we're not having kids and see how that feels. And I'm going to start telling people that we're not having kids. Like in your personal life or online? Uh, All personal. Uh, We did mention it on YouTube at one point when I felt like ready for people's opinions. Um, but like, I really just wanted to know for me how it felt and surprisingly saying, I'm not going to have children out loud, like didn't feel as crazy as I thought it would. And I've just kind of started processing like what our life would look like without children. And I don't hate it. Like I, you know, like I love what we're doing right now, but the truth is we haven't slowed down long enough to really know if that is a void that I'm going to want to fill like we just go so quickly that it's so hard for me to imagine having children and everybody says like oh you can still travel it doesn't mean that you have to change and in a way I know they're right like you can definitely still travel with kids but most people don't do what we do like no and we could any anything we've done in the last month could never be done with children <laughs> no like, shot literally no well you guys know, we
1: yeah. just spent four it was it four days right with that tribe yeah what in in fairness to people with kids the way i found that tribe was through a video of someone that took their kids to go stay with the no tribe. So way it, it so is so possible when they're older no
0: of course like several years from now we can yeah. maybe yeah. Start it's the doing... baby stage right, right. Yeah. But yeah it would be a huge change in what we're doing right now and You know, it's like every day seems to be better than the day before right now, which is so great. Like we're so happy and loving life and it just feels like we're constantly like having more fun and like getting the next big thing. And I don't think I'm ready to like change that yet. And we just kind of assume like it, it could all end tomorrow. Like you just never know with YouTube in our life. And I feel like we're really lucky to have gotten as far as we have. And, you know, I might wake up tomorrow and feel ready and I will be totally okay with having kids if that happens. But I've accepted that that might not happen. And did you not have strong opinions
3: either way on it?
1: Yeah, I really don't have, like, I think I've always thought I would be a dad, but I also have never, like, really been drawn to kids Mm -hmm. in the sense that, like, I'm never going to be the one to convince Kara that we should have kids because I am not willing to like step in and do 80% of the work. You know, like if I talk (laughs) us into it, I feel like I'm the one that's going to like, you know, like I don't want to be like a stay at home dad. Mm -hmm. And so it like, I just kind of feel, I I don't want to put the pressure on her to decide, but I do kind of feel like it needs to be her. It's
3: very much a team thing, you know? So it's just like,
0: I think it's good that you're both like, Open. it's really on nice that we're page. on the same page about it on the yeah. same I'm page so thankful for that but at the yes. same time like i wish nate would just be really passionate oh really? other, because then i would go with it like i'm a nine on the enneagram i don't know if y'all are into <laughs> that i'm the peacemaker like i'm kind of down for whatever he's down for and i think that's why our relationship works because he has a lot of crazy ideas and i'm like okay we'll figure it out I know if, if Nate was like, I think we should have kids, then I'd be like, okay, that was, that's all I would need, honestly. Yeah. It's just for him to say, like, yes, then we would do it. And I'm sure that, like, I would never know what I ever would have done without this child. Like, I know we will fully oh, embrace sure. it. Like, yeah. I don't doubt that if we have kids that we would be so happy. And that almost makes it harder because it's like, that doesn't mean that we should, Anyway, if you just just had an opinion one way or the other, then like (laughs) I could finally just be like yes or no, and we could just move on. But it is this weight that I carry that I just, I I just don't know.
1: Like one, we really don't for sure know that it's even an option for us because Mm -hmm. we've never tried. Okay, but also just the fact that like we've gotten to this point in life where we're like thinking so much about this is pretty crazy. Because for sure, had we never left Tennessee and like started to do something unconventional, we would have had kids five years ago. Like that was just a path that you follow. You get a job, you get a house, you have kids, or maybe you have kids and then you get a house. Like, but you know, there's just kind of like these steps that you take in life. And then we left to go travel and that was unconventional. And now we have this unconventional job and we just realized like, you can kind of, orchestrate your life in a different way from mm-hmm. what society tells you and i think yeah. there there's a lot of freedom in that but there's also um the pressure of the choices when kind of like the whole world is yeah well
3: yeah an option I, for you I, i'm curious if like what how people responded when you said that even online or in person like were they because you clearly would be amazing parents yeah but like you're saying that
0: doesn't mean totally. that you, you need to have children but right yeah. I mean, I think people see me with kids. Like we have kids in our family and I interact with every baby that I see in public, like every single one. And I think people see that and they're like, oh, you, but you'd be the best mom. And people are really supportive in that way. Yeah. I think overwhelmingly it's been like a positive response of like, you know, if you did have kids, it would be great. You would be great. Yeah. Don't worry. And you know, like that's nice to hear, but it doesn't really help. Yeah. <laughs> like so, it's nice, but I think it's good that you open and
3: like vulnerable and sharing that because there's probably a lot of couples that are in that same position, but do feel like they need to follow like some set plan, like life plan or else like maybe they won't be fulfilled in life. And I don't think that's the case. I'm weird. I just like,
0: I just knew that I wanted to have babies. That's very normal. No, that's like, you know, obviously we've all been like recreating for thousands of years that's a very yeah. normal thing to do yeah. like i know that i'm the abnormal i think one it here. was my urgency that was abnormal well, i was literally I feel, like I, it
3: needs to happen to me. i
2: feel like you nate where i'm like or maybe more, i don't know i feel like both of you guys I kinda, well they're on the
3: same page man yeah
2: with with abby though abby was like we're having kids like now and i'm like it was oh. like
3: a desperate thing like, like it was a little scary. but i
2: but yeah. we had talked about waiting two years after we'd been married two years just like okay like I was just like, Holy but crap, even in that those two so years,
3: fast. I would be like, Matt, what if it randomly just happened? You, like, <laughs> yeah. I know I have an IUD, but like, what if it just happened? I don't know. What would you think? Well, she would get sad.
2: She had the IUD in, and it would happen month after month. She'd get sad because she'd be like, "Oh my gosh, like, I think, I oh, think I I'm happy. like not to Always. be not to be weird. She's like, my boobs are getting bigger. I, I'm, I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant, and it's just like. Okay, you have an IUD, like, I really don't... But, but Abby was, like, she was born to be a mom. And I was she, just, like,
3: constantly. But, yeah. see, you know, everyone's just different, has different goals. In their, everyone's life looks different, and it's, yeah. like, you're allowed to just... Yeah. And like
2: us getting married at 20 and 21 and then having kids when we did, like people told us that was crazy and wrong, but it was the right decision for us. Mm-hmm. And you guys doing everything you're doing is the right decision for you. And I think that's, that's something that people need to realize is there's not this cookie cutter mold that everybody has to fall into. You just got to figure out what's right for you.
0: Yeah. yeah. yeah, I do
2: feel like you're so
1: far ahead though. Like we're way older, <laughs> but y'all are like, I feel like you're further ahead in life. You no. you figured no. out how to get the successful career while having kids and I feel like we've kind of felt like we've had to almost (laughs) choose and you've done both and you're way younger than us. That's amazing.
0: No shot. Oh, seriously. Are you so tired? Um, how do you parent and
3: have, now that you ask, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how you do it. Well, thank you. I think that even though we do, butt heads a lot. We make a really good team. Abby
2: has been a trooper. We've been knocking out podcasts in LA these past couple of days. And I'm like, I'm like, are you sure you're okay? Like she's 32 weeks pregnant. Like I'm like, this is you're, you're you're tough. And she's just, she's a, she's a trooper
3: popping in really quickly. Sorry for the interruption just to say, Hey, have you thought about leaving a review?
2: That's right. Stop what you're doing right now. If you're driving, don't do not do it right now. Just wait until you've parked the car and then leave the review. Be safe. If you're holding a baby, set your baby down and then leave us a review. If you're
3: going to the bathroom, it's honestly the perfect time.
2: You're, honestly, Just yeah. Wash your hands. I love to be on my phone in the bathroom, so you could totally <laughs> leave a review in the bathroom. But don't forget to leave a review. We'd really appreciate it. And hit the like button and subscribe.
3: Okay, now back to the episode.
2: Something I want to ask you guys, though, yeah. about... I'm bringing up van life now because we briefly talked about it earlier.
3: He always talks about,
2: everyone always talks so about sick. van life, I I think like. it'd be so sick to take our whole family and like just travel the country in a van and see the world and like have those experiences. Totally. Because something that I miss about living in Hawaii is we had this teeny tiny little house. We didn't have a lot of stuff and everyone there doesn't have a lot of stuff because everything's very, very freaking expensive. and. I love that though because like you prioritize people and you prioritize mm. nature and just like being experiences. out experiences, experiences, and it's so much better than all this this crap that we don't need. It's better than trying to keep up with the Joneses. And I want to do that with mm. my family. I'm curious, do you think? Am I asking for it? If if we were to take you know our two two babies under two out in a van, would that be? What What are your thoughts on that? What are this your is thoughts? why
3: they're not having children. <laughs> <laughs> I think
1: van life is best in like short seasons. Okay. So mm-hmm. I would not say sell the house, move into a van, and yeah. like go for two years and see all fifty states. That seems like it, you might be setting do yourself.
0: Whatever your heart desires. <laughs> no, it <laughs> is so
1: possible. He, he was. At, I'm not saying it's not possible. No, he no. was just asking for my yeah, I okay. advice. I want okay. your advice. No, yeah. seriously. Like it,
2: you're, you're yeah. Give it to me straight. I
1: think th- <laughs> I, I think you could 100% do it. Okay. Uh, we have friends that just did a month in Japan with two kids in, in a very tiny RV.
0: Tiny RVs. Whoa. Like everything in Japan is just cute and tiny, including the RVs. Like, yes. I don't know how they did it. They
1: seem to have a lot of fun. I think it would be very hard, but I will say there is no no more freeing feeling than van life, even compared to international travel. Like even yeah. though with international travel, you can get on a plane and be on the other side of the world in a day. Yeah. Something about being in a van and not having to like pre-book anything because yeah. worst case scenario, you just park at the closest Walmart and sleep there every night. Totally. Like
0: there is so much freedom for
1: two years. We just woke up for the most part, having no clue where we'd sleep that night. And it was just like, go explore whatever was close by and seemed yeah. fun and then figure out where to sleep. And that was like having that freedom for two. Yeah. It was slightly shadowed by the pandemic, but for the most part, van life was amazing.
0: Yeah. Especially with all the outdoor time that you get with van uh, life. Cause like. You don't buy a van to live inside of the van. Like, it's definitely nice to have, especially when it's, like, extreme weather. But, like, the amount of time we got to spend outdoors, just because we were forced to, especially if you had kids, Mm -hmm. I think would be really magical. Like, I really think it would be a great way...
2: And if we wanted, so say we brought our in-laws along because our in-laws just <laughs> moved in with us to help us with our two babies. Like, is there a, would there a van that be that, could, is there a van that could fit six people, two babies and four adults? Or would I, that not even. I think you're moving to an
1: RV. In yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need Which, an RV. honestly, Boy, I think RVs, t- another car. I think RVs get a bad rap because okay. they're not, they're very functional. They're just not cool. Like yeah. RV life is not a trend on YouTube van life is but it's the same thing you're yeah. living in a vehicle the rv is just what old people have done forever and so it's just not gonna be cool
2: what's the scariest video you've ever filmed
0: Ooh. like
2: scariest experience or i don't know what would you say i have my answer yeah, same.
0: do you want to say it at the same time yeah One, two, three. Alcatraz. Alcatraz. (laughs) Wow. Really? Is it
3: haunted?
1: Like we planned it. We swam Uh, from Alcatraz to San Francisco and neither one of us are swimmers.
0: Not not even close to a swimmer. I would never describe myself as a swimmer. But like we kind of found ourselves in. Oh my God. Like during the pandemic being attracted to like physical challenges. I think because everything was taken away from us and like. Everything was so scary to post on YouTube about travel that we would just like needed some kind of challenge that like we felt in control of and like pushing our bodies kind of became that thing. It just happened naturally. Like we didn't like set out to do like physical endurance things, but yeah, we were enjoying it and someone told Nate about this crazy swim and so of course he signed us up for it. Well, I
1: got an email one day and we had done, posted several things and they were like, Next, you should do the Alcatraz swim. Oh my gosh. And when I read the email, I was like, nope, no way I would ever do that. Yeah. And then when I started to think about it, I realized that the reason that I wasn't doing it was very illogical, which is I am scared of like deep, dark water and not oh, knowing what's in the water with me. That's scary.
0: There have been shark attacks because there are like seals and stuff.
1: Shut
2: up. Like
0: it's a bay, but like sharks get in it. God. And it's like, I've heard of that. Swells. I would be like, It's my not pants. flat
3: water. Yes. I would undoubtedly die. There's I no way very- I would make
2: it. Abby can't swim very
1: well, and I have to help her sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you might not make it.
3: I would the die. Good news
1: is, it, in fairness, you wear a wetsuit because the water is so cold, and the wetsuit does make you more buoyant. Okay. So it, that helps a little
2: bit.
3: No, I would die.
2: How long did it take you to swim from Alcatraz to the shore, I an guess? An hour
0: and four minutes.
2: <laughs> oh, my gosh. I <laughs> had to feel
3: swimming. like the longest hour and four it minutes It was an
0: out-of-body experience. Like, when I think back to it, I still don't feel like that was me. Like, did you fly like, each, each other? out? We had uh, a no.
1: like support boat, yeah. Um, so okay. we had an angel swimmer in the water with us, making sure we didn't drown, and then we had a boat that was and kind of keeping us on
0: course because it's not like oh, okay, no, yeah, land, jump in. You yeah. had to like swim like this way, even though like this was our goal, we had to start swimming. There's a really this strong way. current that comes, and through then the, the bay. current, like I've heard about that, so like it was all I could do just to like keep breathing and kicking my legs, and so the person swimming with me would like keep me on track. so i didn't have to think about where i was going i just had to think about Keep going swimming. well
2: i was watching a documentary about alcatraz and people like people that try to escape they die right like they they get eaten by Oh, shark. they totally they lived get, they get swept out oh you think they I, lived
0: they 100 percent lived i think they're walking the streets somewhere i mean no they're probably like way. 80 now but yeah. no the way. people that we totally.
1: swam with so we both had wetsuits booties um dry caps yeah The angel swimmers that swam with us did it in just their bathing suits. Oh, come on. There are people that like, this is their thing is this cold water, open water swimming. And they'll go and swim like 10 miles in this water in just a bathing suit. That's crazy. It's insane. So every time you like think you've done something cool, there's always somebody that's taken it up like 10
0: notches. Wow. But for us, that was the scariest thing. We were just so underprepared. I don't think it could have ended badly. Like, I think we did it in the safest way possible. We had a person in the water. We had the boat. Like, if something did go wrong, like, I don't think we would have just died on the spot. But yeah. it was definitely, like, the scariest personal yeah. thing that I've done. And I would never do it again. You like, never honestly, do... if you were like, here's a million-dollar check, go do really? it again, I wouldn't do it. Oh, i like, do. 10, I, I, no. do, I, do I do it for that. I 10, <laughs> would not. $20 million? Okay, maybe.
2: Maybe.
3: <laughs> maybe. Would you do it, Abby? it would
0: be my life how much would you pay for my life I want to do it
2: now now that you guys said it was so scary I'm like I want to feel that thrill you know oh
0: it was like a drug like I could not believe it (laughs) when I stood on the land well first of all I could hardly stand Like I literally like almost buckled under the pressure like when I stood up my legs were like frozen and then I took the longest hottest bath with a coffee and lavender oil
3: that was my next question what did you eat after that (laughs) Thai food yeah, that's my did. favorite well, really
0: yes we
2: love thai and we all wait which type of curry do you get Do you guys are you guys curry people
0: all of them wait
2: is like there a one? Noodle person because we're yellow uh, curry we like all the, the way we, always we get, get it really?
0: twice a week oh, when we order wow. at
2: our favorite thai place in phoenix they just know they know it's us every time they're like they yep, try to convince us curries.
3: to get to branch out and we're like yeah they actually got me hilarious. to start getting um, awesome and curry i get now.
2: so fire
0: yeah
1: Kara got food poisoning from that time oh that's great no i
0: didn't Okay, huh? wait.
3: We were yeah. going to talk about this. What? Speaking of food, oh, food poisoning. Because you guys are uh, vegan. Yeah. No, no, wait. no, no. Oh, okay. Never you've
2: mind. You've had
3: a lot of unique foods that for Americans, like people here, like mm. you've tried a lot of different types of foods. We've food. eaten every organ that exists. Wow. Yeah. And um, you've gotten food poisoning, I'm sure, multiple
0: times. More times than I can count. <laughs> and you wait. also had a parasite. Oh. I did. I don't know if I've ever told this story.
1: I'm not sure this story needs to be told.
0: Oh. <laughs> my I'm gosh. so curious. Wait. So, like, we've eaten a lot of crazy things, and I used to really pride myself in like, I will eat anything, like anything. And especially with YouTube. Like, it always made like a better video if we ate something crazy. Yeah. So I can't really pinpoint what it was. Or it could have been something very normal. Who knows? But we were in Vietnam in 2019. And I was just minding my own business, sitting at the kitchen table, doing some editing. And I felt this <laughs> sensation. No. In my butt. No, no, yes. no. And no. I mean, it was like pretty clear what I was feeling. I'd never felt it before.
3: And it I was ran into the bathroom. I would have
0: no idea what the heck was going I on. I mean, it just felt very like what you would expect. No. So I didn't even say anything tonight. Like I'm like, what is happening in my body right now? So I run to the bathroom.
3: I've seen Gosh. this in the untold stories of the ER. Really? Yes.
1: Th- this is the worst part. <laughs> At this point, it only gets kind of better, I think. Like it-
0: I Wait, kid so, you not. So, Wait, so like not- an insect went up your
2: butt? No, You're I like, do not. What?
0: I go in the bathroom and I went like this. We and don't I- need a visual for this. <laughs> <laughs> I had a worm on my finger that came out of my butt. <gasps> Yes, and it was still alive, and I literally stood there in shock. Like, what does this mean? What do I do? Are and there more? Uh, maybe I don't know. Yeah, so it's like,
1: like 10 p.m. in Vietnam too. No, like, no, there's no, no. Yes.
0: So I took a picture of it, obviously, because I was like, "This is crazy," and I need somebody to tell me if I'm gonna die. I like put it on a little piece of toilet paper, and I showed Nate, and I was like, "What do I do?" and immediately like googled the nearest pharmacy and there was one that was closing in like 2 minutes and so i bolted to the streets and turns out the pharmacy was like basically like a window of a building <laughs> that like had like a little like garage door type thing and there's just a man standing there there's a bunch of random like peanuts and stuff and i was like i showed him the photo oh no i googled like a medicine that you could get in vietnam that would like kill everything and flush it out and i was asking him if he had it And he showed me the box and he said it was $1 and I said, give me all of them. So I paid like $10 for 10. But you only needed
1: one of them. Like you can only take one of these. I
0: bought 10. They were only a dollar. I was like, I'm just going to take all of them and then surely this will go away. But I started with one and I never had any like symptoms. Like I think a lot of people get really sick, but like I had had food poisoning like a billion times. So like maybe I technically was sick from it at some point and just assumed that it was a bug and like. I mean not like a physical bug but you know. it literally was. <laughs> and yeah, so I don't know many details but I took the pill and it never happened again and wow. But now I all I have like feelings all the time where I'm like is it happening again? Like I like always think that I have one now. Like it, it was traumatizing. Wow. Oh, it was that was actually be. traumatizing.
2: And it was just one it was only one woman. Did it you see multiple? No, okay. I,
0: well, apparently they like come out when you poop, but they're dead already. Oh, they're already so dead. So I still, to okay. this day, this was like four years ago, I inspect every time okay. I look at the toilet. <laughs> we've really,
1: we've really gone, hey. Yeah. He said, okay.
0: <laughs> it was so traumatizing. I'm so scared it's going to happen again. And I don't even know if there are any like long-term effects that like, you know, I don't know if they're that scary. Like maybe you have a tummy ache. They feel very elusive. Hate this stuff. I'm sorry. I just I wanted to tell the story. You needed to get that off your chest. Yeah. And you know what? It's fine. Some people like get scared about travel with stuff like this, but you move on.
1: I will say there was a time in my younger life where I would have said like having a parasite is the worst possible thing I could ever imagine. And then at some point I realized I wanted to travel so much that if that was the cost, then that was okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever felt like super unsafe or has there been something that's happened that was truly unsafe? Like a near death experience maybe? We were in a car crash in Vietnam. Oh, shoot. Um, That's but like you could get in a, experiences. you could get in a car crash
1: anywhere, mm-hmm. but it yeah. wasn't that big of a deal. Except that our suitcases got trapped in the back of the uh, car and we ended up at the police station and they were having to like cut the trunk open to get our <laughs> suitcases oh, out. My gosh, We have been so fortunate. Mm-hmm. We have never been robbed. Um, you know, I'm sure we've been taken advantage of a few times. Yeah. I think the close somebody in Marrakesh, we had two things happen in Morocco where somebody was trying to steal Kara's phone out of her pocket. Okay. It was just, like, a kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she caught him in the act and, act and kicked him. And <laughs> kicked
0: him. It was just, like, a reflex. Like, yeah. he was kind of bumping into me. It was, like, a crowded area. And then all of a sudden, I felt him pulling in my pocket. And the first thing I did was just, like, that. Just yeah. because I was like, what's happening? <laughs> and he was like... Whoa.
1: But just kind of, like, the same, the same thing, like, with the girl. Like, he yeah. kind of, like, stood there and acted like he wasn't trying to do anything. Uh. And kind of kept following us for a while. So it was just annoying. But then we also... It kind of turns into this uh maze of alleys and we turned down we were kind of on the main road and then we turned down one that was dark and quiet to get back to where we were going and then there was like a group of like five guys standing on the corner and as we turned down the alley i felt like all five of them kind of like come in behind us Ooh, that's really scary and there was like one open like shop or something okay so we like i was like yeah i think they're following us and i we ducked into the shop and then they walked past. And as soon as they did, we like ran back to the main road. But after Mm -hmm. we were back at the main road, there were a bunch of people. So I felt like pretty safe. But I was like, Hey, let's like hang out and see if that was just me imagining things or if they were following us. And sure enough, like 60 seconds later, they came back to that corner just to like, like they were hanging out again. So I do think like we avoided something there. Yeah. We also got followed through like a market in Egypt. Um, So we've had like some weird stuff happen, but it's never ended poorly we
0: (laughs) have been so So incredibly fortunate but yeah even if we hadn't like i hesitate to even tell the stories that have been like sketchy or like almost gone wrong because people get so hung up on the negative Mm. negative experiences that people have abroad totally Mm -hmm. and it's so easy to forget in our own backyards like our hometown of nashville literally i don't want to get political but yeah has somebody like get shot every single day that's
2: horrible on the news yeah every
0: single day and but people aren't scared cities. to go to Nashville. Like, yeah. Why aren't we talking about that? Totally. You know, that's people get I mean? so nervous to like, go yeah. to Marrakesh when like you're a lot safer there, I think. Yeah. You know, like maybe somebody wants to like steal your money, but I don't think you're gonna get shot at Marrakesh. Totally. But in Nashville, that's like that's likely. Point.
2: That's a that's a very, very good point.
0: And so yeah, I try not to even tell those stories yeah, often enough. because Sorry. it's so rare. Like we're literally out in foreign places every single day for the last seven yeah. and a half years. And we have like two and a half stories where something almost went wrong and didn't. Yeah. When, mm-hmm. yeah, that stuff happens everywhere. So but that's, that's the, the moral of the story. Yeah.
2: If you're listening to this, don't be scared. These people have been doing this for <laughs> seven years, five years, how seven. long? Seven, and a half. seven years. And this is, this is it. Okay. Yeah. That's crazy. And there's a little want,
0: worm every once in a while. And mm-hmm. I also
2: want to ask, since you've been to so many countries, if you had to choose one place to settle down never oh, leave oh. never leave like where would you choose where would you move to or settle down because you guys don't even own a home <laughs> no.
0: i don't see us ever actually settling down outside of the us like we haven't found a country that we just like are so obsessed with that it's worth all of the hoops you have to jump through uh, you yeah. know like it's just i feel like it's just annoying a lot of times to live yeah. somewhere else like short term Lots of places. But if I was like for real settling down forever, I do think it would be in the U.S. And we have been to 39 states. And there's one that we always go back to. Which like, one? Like we can't get away from it.
1: I think for sure if we end up settling down, it'll either be Nashville just because that's where family is. And that makes sense for that reason. But Colorado, I think, is like the ultimate place to live. Whoa, Colorado. We Why?
0: love Colorado. Why Colorado? Why not? Uh, we, I mean, it doesn't have a beach. That's we, kind of my only thing.
1: We have friends that live there, and I think they've just kind of like brought us in to the culture there, which is yeah. like go out, do like really hard, fun, cool things in the mountains, oh. and then at the end of the day, like go have this well-deserved beer and like community with it's the people really, that you just yeah. did that thing it's with.
0: It's the people that I feel like have drawn us back. Like That's they're cool. just cool people who all value – like you were saying before experiences over stuff yes like and their careers aren't their life yeah. and i feel like that's hard to find in a lot of places like mm. they don't talk about their day at work it's like what yeah. are we doing after work what are we doing this weekend what are we doing next weekend like that's it's all about the adventure and that's just kind of how we live our life so we really connect with those people that's I really
2: re- cool i really love that
3: We have to visit more. As we we wrap up, I just, I'm so curious. Like, you're the planner for the trips and like things (laughs) going on. Maybe I'll direct this more towards Nate, but what's coming up for Kara and Nate?
1: Yeah, what's new?
0: We have some fun stuff.
1: We have a lot of flexibility in our schedule. We're definitely not as planned out as usual, but there is one big thing coming up in July that I'm really excited about. We're going to do Desert Island Survival in Tonga. What? So. We did it last year in Panama. So there's a company that orchestrates it and basically do four days of training and then they send you out on your own beach or island and you have to survive with pretty much nothing. So like for me, I grew up watching Bear Grylls and like survival shows. This was my dream and it was our video that performed best on our channel last year. So that means I get to do it again. And so they're doing it in Tonga this year and my parents are coming. (laughs)
0: That's <laughs> I can't wait. That's, That's gonna be so crazy. cool. Yeah. It's one of those things, like, you know how, like, negative memories kind of fade, and you only remember the good Yes. Yeah. Like, with childbirth, you know? Like, mm. I feel like it's like, oh my gosh, this is the worst pain I've ever experienced, and then you're like, when do I get to do it again? Yeah. The survival, I, like, after Alcatraz, I feel like that was, like, the next physically hardest thing we've ever done. Like, really? I was half alive when it was over with. Oh, gosh. I lost 10 pounds. I had no energy. Like, it was... So bad, but like how many days was three days of Surviving but we had like no food or water. Oh, it was all on us to like find food and water and like we were drinking out of Trash like it rained and we were catching the rain and these two liters that we found washed up on the literally I would die I it was was
1: night was the worst though because we built our shelter and It was happened to be just this one season where like the rain would bring all these crabs out of the ground and they were called Halloween crabs, so they're, they're these purple and orange crabs, and they're about this big. Oh, and that's huge! Thousands huge. would come out at night. That's terrifying. And so you'd be while late. we were sleeping. They were literally just crawling <laughs> over us while we were no! sleeping. No, yes. the crabs crawling over crawling your body, over eating your, our clothes. It's not. Yeah, I was gonna say it's not like you could just sit there and not react because they would eat holes in your clothes. That is, yeah, wild. You guys really
3: are so
0: cool. That is wild. But like here we are signing up to do it again less than a year later.
1: Do you want to go, Abby? <laughs>
0: I kind of want to because I'm like here's
3: me, I like I wanna say yes to everything so I can have the experience. Nice. But I also
0: think that I'm a wuss.
2: You guys are honestly,
0: it's one of those things I feel like everyone should experience because the smallest luxuries or the smallest things in everyday life become luxuries. Like lights. Like for like months after we did the survival, like to be able to see after the sun went down was this miracle. Like we have like That's beautiful. And wow. like couches, like something to lean back on. Like you don't have anywhere to sit in the like on the beach. You're just like sitting in the sand. You're constantly dirty. Your back always hurts because you have nothing to lean on. So just like the act of sitting in a chair was like, wow. Like beds? Huh. I still get in beds and I'm like, wow, crabs aren't eating me right now. <laughs> and I'm not getting rained on. Like there's a roof and it's raining outside, but I'm dry. Like how amazing. Incredible. It just resets like your life. It's, yeah amazing like that's the best part of it for sure oh my gosh and the views are really good (laughs) Mm -hmm. but we use like
2: the view while you're there or like the views on your video
0: (laughs) 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 i was talking about youtube oh that's hilarious it it was finally one of those times where we did something that we're really proud of yeah and the views reflected that
2: totally
0: usually the weirdest videos are the ones i end up hitting on youtube and we're like why that one Like we've done so many cool things like why would that one
2: isn't that frustrating when you like put your heart and soul into a video you spend like a hundred hours on it or what i'm sure you guys have spent crazy amounts of time on videos and then nobody watches it.
0: <laughs> it seems to be the case most yeah. of the time for us. Yeah.
2: That's cool that that one worked out. Yes, yes. Yeah. So
0: that mm. was fun. It was a win-win for everyone.
2: Well, Kara and Nate, it has been a pleasure hanging out with you guys. Yes, uh, thank
0: you
3: so
2: no, much. Thank you so so much. Thank I, I truly, I, I think you guys are awesome. I, I look up to so you cool. guys
3: so much. Really, um, do. the feeling is mutual. Oh, I, I think
2: your videos are awesome. I, I think you guys are great people, and just hearing your stories get me gets get me excited. Makes makes me like love. Our world too and love mm-hmm. humanity. And if you guys want to go check them out, I know they have their YouTube channel. They also have a newsletter. What's the remind me of the name of your, your uh, newsletter? Daily drop. Dailydrop. The daily drop. Com. So go check out their newsletter. It's it's great. They also have FairDrop, right? Fair Drop is we didn't even talk about that. That's <laughs> that's another company that you guys have,
1: which do you want to share a little bit about like maybe the newsletter or Fair Drop? Yeah, I think I'm most excited about the newsletter right now. Oh so sick. Daily Drop, if you heard the miles and points stuff and kind of how we got into travel and working the credit card system and getting to travel for cheap, that's what Daily Drop is all about, is this teaching people how to do that. So we send out an email five days a week and we're alerting people to the best deals when there's a good opportunity to earn points. And then we teach people how to redeem their points either for cheap or free travel or for like first class experiences that you might not be able to afford otherwise. It's It's really really cool.
0: Uh, It's really funny too. That's And awesome. they're a gift. Oh, it's funny?
1: Wait, yeah. why is
2: it? Our, our writer's wa-
0: amazing. Oh. It's so entertaining. Even if you don't do any of the travel hacks, like, it's just fun to read. I love that. Yeah.
2: You guys are doing some really cool stuff. Well, thank you so much for coming out. Thank it was you. a pleasure. And, uh, yeah, now we we say peace out, dudes, to end our episodes. You <laughs> want to say it with us? I'm yeah. ready. Make sure you're liking, subscribing, leaving mm-hmm. a review, wherever you your podcast. We love you guys. And as always, three, two, one. Peace, peace out, dudes. dudes. <laughs>